Strip it, strip it, strip it, strip it. Strip it. Alright, leave it, leave it, leave it. Strip, 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 strip. Bump it. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Oh my god. He got it. Nice. Nice. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Redfish Podcast. Getting near that fall time frame. Getting kind of busy. We all are. Weather has been blowing a couple days now, but it's been good before that. Got to deal with some bull reds on the beach and all, and pretty much all down in Venice and all. And now we're kind of here today with within a couple days of a pretty big meeting. Like I've told y'all in previous podcasts, and like I've told everybody for a while, we have that meeting coming up October 5th, which is this Thursday, coming up. So I'll try and get this out tomorrow, so it'll be, you know, a couple days before then. But um, we have that comment period ending, and that'll it's actually going all the way to the meeting, but I'd like, if, if you can, get them out before, even if it's the morning of the meeting, you know, beforehand, the night before, anything like that. That would really be pretty clutch. Um Obviously, we have, we did a lot with that letter with Saltwater Guide Association. They did a great job putting together a really cool letter with a lot of brands behind it, a lot of people behind it, guides, spin fishing guides, fly fishing guides, everybody in the industry, clients of ours. Um, they did a really good job for that. And I, I pretty much suggested that to a lot of people that maybe didn't really know what to say as far as a comment goes personally. But I've just stressed people like, look, Go in and make your personal comments too. Write your personal email. Write what you think. If you need any kind of bullet points or something, there's plenty out there. If not, we can help you with that. But um, also signing that letter is pretty cool. So we'll present that to the commission as well. And that's going to you know, show just a lot of support that we've had for that, which has been pretty awesome. I mean, like we were talking about, trout and redfish is a much different issue in Louisiana. We haven't touched on trout much. We probably don't plan on it. Like I said, this is the Redfish Podcast. So... We're touching on redfish. Trout do have a, you know, they they have a correlation with redfish and the in the fact of trout fishing's good. Not as many people are killing redfish, so that's all there is to it. Mostly, we're here to talk about what needs to happen with redfish. Maybe soon we'll get some things done for the good of redfish, and we can get back to talking about catching redfish on popper flies and whatever other fly fishing fad stuff is going on nowadays or whatever you think is fun as far as fishing goes with redfish but right now getting to crunch time we have a meeting coming up october 5th like i said that thursday we're actually having it's two pretty crucial things we're going to finalize that notice of intent that we presented back in july which is the three fish 18 to 24 inches no overslots allowed to be kept anymore and no guides limit also on top of that we're getting a agenda item that is going to revisit that buffer on the pogey boats, you know. So I've had, I don't think I've had a whole lot of pushback as far as the limit changes go. I've had some people be like, oh, that slot's kind of tight. I'm like, well, we told you, you know, we got to have a 50% reduction and it's either we tighten the slot up and get you three fish, which is what majority of the public agreed to. I mean, Y'all remember back in, I think, May when they presented that public survey, a lot of the public would rather keep that, have a tighter slot and keep more fish. That's why they went with this. So all these people that are like, oh, nobody wants that. Well, that's, that's bullshit because the wildlife fisheries did a public opinion survey. And if you didn't include yourself in that, then who cares? You know, at this point, I don't really want to hear from you. Like I've been saying for a long time now, it's um, show up or shut up. So... That's what's going on here. You show up to these meetings, you talk to the commissioners, and if you're going to sit on the side, not show up, not comment on anything, and just complain on Facebook, then we don't really care to talk to you. I Like I said, there hasn't been much kickback on it. The little bit that there has been, there's always been a but. It's like, oh, yeah, I agree. It's not as good. Something needs to change. But what about pogey boats? Here's your, here's your deal. You know, we've pushed on it a while. I try not to dive into it too much on here just because we were really focusing on regu- regulations for redfish because there's just so many more wreck guys and guides out there fishing them than there are pogey boats and also i wanted to reiterate the fact too we are really lacking in the slot fish department like i've told everybody i'm like that's where we're hurting the worst our spawning potential ratio has 
it's in decline. We have a lack of slot fish. The pogey boats aren't killing slot fish. I mean, I, I know obviously a bull red spawns and creates more, but we're lacking slot fish because we're literally killing them faster than they could reproduce. But, you know, everybody's got to take a cut. It's not just us. If we're going to take a cut recreationally and guides and all, I do agree that everybody needs to be looked at. You know, the pogey mm -hmm. industry, Manhattan industry needs to be looked at for what they do. They kill a lot more than, you know, I think they say they do, which I don't agree with. And Wildlife Fisheries is on that. They're doing their own study on it, their own separate research from Daybrook and Omega. So that's going to be coming up. And also a lot of people always give me, but what about bow fishing? I'm like, look, same thing. I don't think they're killing near what you know, guys with the popping corks and, you know, dead shrimp are, but I think it's yeah. something to where they don't get to rest anymore. There's a lot of pressure on them, but that's also being looked at too. There's a permit going out that people are, you know, wildlife fisheries is ga gathering evidence, but we're here today because we have the knob that we can turn right now with wildlife fisheries and the commission behind us on doing something right this second, right now, that's going to make a big difference. And it's also going to put a lot of pressure on the other industries. You know, they start, yeah. everything starts lining up. We get towards another stock assessment. That's even more pressure on the Manhattan industry, even more pressure, you know, more of a, more of a microscope on the Manhattan industry, more of a microscope on bow fishing, more of a microscope on land loss. I mean, we all saw at the meeting People wanting to complain to the wildlife fisheries about land loss. And they're like, look, I don't know what you want wildlife fisheries to do about that because they can't. So, yeah, I mean, that that's my thing. I, you know, I understand people don't like they say, well, why? Why do we got to take? Why do we? Well, lead by example. OK, so right now, the knob, like you said, that we can turn is we can, you know, the, the pogey boats are not catching the juveniles, the ones in the marsh, the, we're catching those as rod and reel fishermen, bow fishermen, recreational fishermen, guides, the like. That's something that is up right now that we can do something about. So, you know, people say, well, why, why, do, like, you know, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the gripes you hear from people or from some of the, you know, uh, nonprofits that are behind, you know, uh, kind of, so I wouldn't say fighting this, but, you know, they're using their clout to kind of, want to go against it but they're saying well why why do the why do the rod and reel people what about i'm like look i get it right and like you said ty everybody has to sacrifice but i say lead by example this is something that is on the table that we can do now and if we lead by example like you said it will it will be a good it will be good because they're not doing this to punish us they're not doing this to say, aha, we're going to take your fish away, you recreational fishermen or you guides or whatever. They're doing this because there's a problem with the fishery and they, and they see that things need to change. That way we can have a healthier fishery in the future. So I say if that's what they're doing, then, hey, lead by example. Let's get this thing passed through and let's make our fishery healthier for tomorrow. And then as if we do that, then we can say, hey, we did our part. Now it's time to tighten up on these commercial guys because I'm with you, Ty. Look, here's what's happening. And I, and I won't go into big detail, but there's obviously something going on with the pogey boats where they are now either keeping those bull reds that they net or they're chopping them up or they're dumping them. And look, I'm not saying that that's happened. I, let me let me let me let me back up. I don't know for sure that's happening. All I know is, is that in all the years past, there was not uncommon to see bull reds dead all over the place after the pogey boats, you know, netted. And now you don't see it anymore. Well, it ain't like the bull reds got smarter and, you know, just don't get caught in the nets. Or I, I don't know, maybe they're avoiding them. Maybe when they see a lot of bull, I don't know, but I just know something's changed because now you don't see it as much. And it's and it's not because all of a sudden, you know, the bull reds just, you know, disappeared and, and got smarter and got out the net. So anyway, without being long winded, we can do this now talking about this change in the redfish limit. And, and I hope that people that, you know, do care, you know, write a comment, you know, look, you, you, this thing's going to go out tomorrow. I think, Ty, you said so. Mm -hmm. Let's uh let's let's get out there, get on the comments. You know, Ty will put a link to the uh 
where you can sign the letter or send your comments to the wildlife and fisheries and uh, make your voice heard. And let's see if we can't do something good for the fishery for a change. Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, as far as like, you know, we'll touch a little bit on the pokey boat thing just because something's coming up about it, this agenda. But I'm just trying to get, you know, get people straight as far as the fact the thing with the Manhattan fishery is this. So they're definitely feeling a little pressure from us over the years. There's no doubt about it. I mean, prime example, me and Shane, what was that last week, Shane, we were running the beach one day. They mm-hmm. sent the net boats out, both net boats. I mean, they were going, I mean, we were on the shoreline. They were going straight to the shoreline. There's no doubt about it. They were going to, there was pogies all the way up to the beach. They were going to run that net all the way to the beach in, you know, super shallow water. The steamer was, I mean, he was sitting in what, 10, maybe 12 feet of water or so. Yeah, probably so. Mm-hmm. They were going to do it. And honestly, we and Shane, I mean, not that we ran to them, but we were running that way, you know, from east to west, yeah. just down the beach looking for a group of fish. And um, they kind of backed off. And I've never really seen them do that before. Now, maybe those pogies weren't the best pogies. You know, the spotter plane sees a lot more than we do. Um, mm. maybe they backed off cause they saw redfish. I really doubt it, but, um, or maybe we kind of, you know, us, me, I kind of slowed down and was like, Hmm, I wonder what's going on. Maybe I'll sit here and get some video or something of them pushing all the way up on the beach or something. The net boats went back to the boat and I've never seen that before. Now we didn't hang around. They might've just waited till we passed and sent them right back out. We had some clients. We weren't going to wait there for three hours just, just to get a video complaining about puggy boats. You know, we had, mm-hmm. we had to put some guys on some fish, but, uh, they're definitely feeling the pressure. I think it may have been a little of everything. Maybe they just were like, Oh, we'll just go somewhere else. These guys got iPhones, you know, they're going to be on Facebook later complaining, um, we need to be on our P's and Q's from now on, so maybe that's it. But my biggest thing is with it, it's not really them catching the fish. And, you know, they're, they're obviously they're killing bull reds. They're killing menhaden too, which are a major part of our ecosystem. But why can't they do it further off the beach, man? Like, it's, it's too irresponsible to be killing bull reds, period. Especially when we're taking cuts because of the decline in our fishery. So why in the hell do they just get a free pass to kill bull reds for nothing? They're not using them for anything. They're not going to whatever they're selling them for, you know? So I just don't get, if they, if they do this research every year and they're like, we're not hurting the Menhaden population, look at our math. So awesome. If you're not hurting the Menhaden population, there's that many pogies out there. Go, go do it out deep. Why do you have to do it on the beach? Why do you have to do it in, you know, 10, 15 feet of water where bull reds are, you know, massive schools of bull reds are chasing them uh, to eat and feed up before they spawn and all. I mean, that's mine. And, and look, yeah, and, and hey, look, I know they've been doing it. You know, they, they always, the big thing is, oh, they've been here. They've been here. Well, you know what? Yeah, I get it. But so have all the recreational fishermen and so mm-hmm. have everybody. And everybody's got a sacrifice, right? Um They've been here. Well, yeah, I, I've been here, too. I was born in Port Salpa Hospital. It ain't there no more. I mean, matter of fact, you know, you, if you'd have thrown me out the womb, I'd have landed in the water. So <laughs> don't give me no BS about, oh, I've been here. Because none of them guys on them boats been in Plaquemines Parish any damn longer than I have, period. <laughs> you know, Unless like maybe, that. well, well, put it this way. I mean, yeah, maybe they were born here, too. But I'm just saying, it ain't about, I'm not trying to put anybody out of business. Everybody's got a sacrifice. I'm sorry. Just because you got bigger boats and you're a big industry, that doesn't mean anything to me because this is my industry and there's a lot of people coming in. They can say the pogie industry does this and does all they pay. Well, how many of them pogie industry, how many people do they bring in to Lower Plaquemines Parish or all these other coastal communities that are actually coming in, spending money, you know, coming into the city, coming into New Orleans, booking hotels and stuff in Venice, Port Salford, you know, parish down, spending money in the parish. Do they do that? No, they don't do that. We do that. And so, yeah, you can say, you can look at the tax base as far as what the pogey industry pays. I get that. But don't say that, well, we don't, we bring to the table in a whole lot because it is. Because I can tell you, if it wouldn't be for sport fishing on the lower end of the parish, it'd be a damn ghost town most of the time. So all Absolutely. those businesses, people that are still around there are in support of that, they wouldn't be there if it wouldn't be for sport fishing. That's my thing with it all. And people are like, oh, you know, we have an oil industry and all. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Oil is what, 
you know, kind it's of king. Yeah, that's that's what it's always been. Now, I will say our oil industry has been in a major decline. I mean, they're yeah. moving everything out to West Texas and all. You know, oil in Louisiana is on a decline, and I don't really see it picking up. At least with the administrations that we've had over the years, and there's a lot of people coming after it and all. But I'll tell you this: you take away our red fishery, and you know we we don't do anything, and our red fishery does eventually go to shit or crash or something. What the what the hell are you going to Venice Marina for? I mean, yeah, maybe some offshore fishing, but there's a whole lot more days a year you're you're red fishing. But forget about Venice and you know Cypress Cove just because they have a sport fishing industry and offshore what happens to joshua's marina what happens to happy jack like all those places i mean you're not mm. getting out of town people to stay around there anymore and launch i mean delacroix geez well, like what are you going to do in delacroix i mean yeah i mean look you can go on and on about it and the fact is it depends on what side of the table you're on i see both sides you know, I know some of those guys that are captains on the pogey boats, and I don't want them to not. I don't. I, I'm not looking to put those no, guys out of business. Yeah. That's where they're wrong. I'm just saying. What about what about me? What about yeah. us? What about my industry? Um, why is it that you think that you have the right to impact my business, and I don't have the right to stand up against that? I, that's. I'm sorry. It just don't fly. It don't. It don't go that way. Yeah, so that's, that's my thing with it. Is like they, you know, the, a lot of the argument for them is, oh, we've been doing it forever, and all this. And like Shane said, like, oh, so if recreational fishermen and guides and all down here, I just, I just, we're all gonna take a cut. You're gonna have to take a cut too. But you claim the Menhaden fishery is as good as it ever was. So why don't you just go offshore a little bit? Get off the beach. Leave the redfish alone. So there's a whole lot we can get into. Yeah, so we with can ball pogey down boats. And, yeah. I mean, we get maybe we'll do a whole damn episode on pogey boats one day. I'm sure a lot of people would love that. It comes down to everybody's taking a cut. They're gonna have to take a cut. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that pogey boats don't have an effect on a redfish. We know they do. There's scientific theories and studies done to prove it, and there's also plenty of anecdotal evidence to prove it. Um, but I'm not going to say if we snapped our fingers tomorrow and pogey boats disappeared, that our red fishing is just going to go back to what it was. It's not mm -hmm. because it's everybody. Crazy to me how like every time I go out, you know, or sulfur, even in Hopedale and you're out, you know, cause I like to run away out and look for big fish. Every time you go out there, dude, the pogey boats are right up on the long rocks that, you know, in Hopedale, they're right on the beach in Port Sulphur Empire, you know, whatever. And yeah, we used to see you know, dead bull reds floating everywhere after the pogey boats left. And then it's just kind of amazing, ironic, when you start posting those videos and pictures on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, that all of a sudden, you know, you don't see as many dead bull reds anymore. And you know they didn't quit killing them. Like we already said, I'm not trying to rehash the whole thing, but, you know, yeah. it's pretty amazing that how they have the right to do that, but yet we can't stand up and fight for it. Just like what Shane said. So, yeah, I told you all, sorry, I got a sore throat from the uh, – Holy Cross, John Curtis game the other night. But, uh, yeah, but glad to be here. <laughs> I'll comment when I can. Here, I got the agenda right here. I'll just yeah, read tell it. Me I, looked at, I saw it. I mean, I saw, well, I saw what David posted. I mean, I knew it was like, because I and think the here, look, we got right before the redfish, right? Yeah, so receive and consider modification to commercial Menhaden regulations. And then we have number 14, receive a summary of pu public comments for the July from the July 2023 notice of intent to modify red drum size and bag limits and consider any modifications to the proposed rule. That's just basically whenever they go to finalize a notice of so intent, the wording of it. Does, if public comment doesn't end until like noon on the day of, how are they going to have a summary? Just go with what it's they got It's just already. what they got before then, you know, yeah. so... All right, so um, I really don't understand where people are getting some of their information from. Obviously, it's not, there's no real, as far as the science goes, there's nothing you can dispute that we need to do something and a 50%, you know, reduction in our red fishing regulations will do nothing but help um, and help now rather than later. So who wants to do something that's going to take 30 years that might happen? That's not even feasible, you know, so... It's, it's just unbelievable whenever I see somebody post something about like, oh, these are going to, you know, these regulations are going to have a negative impact on the fishing industry in Louisiana. Um, how in the hell is you 
making more fish like i mean we're killing we're going to be killing less fish allowing more fish to live there's going to be more fish in the water for everybody how is that going to have a negative impact on the fishing industry yeah i saw the thing the guy posted how is it going to have yeah this the I don't know if we're supposed to say the name or where it comes from. Can we say that? I mean, I just leave it like it is. I mean, we'll I leave it off. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that that you sent me, and I was like, how in the world can it have a negative? Like, did it ever hurt a fishery to take a fish and throw it back in the water? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's, well, that's yeah, basically yeah. what he's saying. And then for the people that think, like, I'm guessing he, this person or these people think, I mean, it's just a copy and paste thing. We know who wrote this. We know who's copy and pasting it. We'll let him be because I'm the opposite of Jerry Jones. No publicity is good publicity. Um, so we'll just leave it at that. But, I mean... <laughs> I guess their their thought is it's going to have a negative impact because they're going to book less trips, which is just mind-blowing. And I mean, Shane does more bay boat stuff and even keeps some fish here and there more than anybody. And he's done it. Like, I mean, Shane, you've done, you've had your fair share of fill-the-boat trips. So, yeah. I mean, what's your input on losing customers because you can't keep as many redfish? Well, well uh, you know, I personally, I don't think it's going to impact me. Now, I, I can see both sides of it. You know, you've got people that are worried that, well, if we don't let these people come down here, and, you know, I've said this before, if we don't let them come down here and keep all these fish, well, they're not going to come. Matter of fact, you know, I had a guy, it was about a week ago, and he he comes down and he's, we're talking about, it, you know, we're not, and actually it's funny because that day he said, look, I don't want to keep anything. All we want to do is keep – we want to catch some big bull reds, and they were running along the beach that day. Dave was out there, and uh, we were catching the heck out of them. And we started talking about the change and proposed changes in the redfish, and he's like, oh, man, you know, I don't know about that. I, You know, I, it's going to be hard for me. You know, my wife ain't going to want me to come down here if I can't bring a bunch of fish home and all this stuff and this and that. I said, look. And so then I started talking to him. I said, well, look. I said, think about it. How much do you spend to come down here? You know, we start talking about the charter raid and the lodging, mm -hmm. and he drove down and they eating dinner. And I said, "Now you figure that out." I said, "Now look," I said, "If you're if you're trying to justify that that expense of that charter trip and that lodging and all that," I said, "With a few fish you can bring home," I said, "It don't it it don't work." I said, wow. "I said I, like I'll you know I'll go back to my old thing." If oh, you're yeah. trying to say, oh, my, my, my charter trip, I, I, I need to feed my family. Uh, uh, well, you need a financial advisor because <laughs> the, as the rates we charge for. So anyway, I, I mean, I, I'll stop being long winded, but I personally would believe that if you would just, you know, you talk to people and tell them why we're keeping less fish, explain to them. Because any of your customers that are long term that have been coming, they've seen the changes. They've mm -hmm. seen the decline in the fisheries and we're not saying, and, and it's also people are scared to say there's an issue because they're scared they're going to scare people off. We're not saying that our fishing's horrible. We're saying it's on the decline and we want to make sure that it's good for the future. So when you start trying to educate people, tell your customers why you're not letting them keep all these fish, the reason why we're doing it. And you know, the, the guy who's got some sense about him is going to say, well, you know, that's a good thing because I do enjoy coming down here and catching fish, and I'd like to do that in the future. And the guys who are going to be like, well, I ain't going to come if I can. Well, the hell with them. You don't want the son of a bitches right. in here. Absolutely. That's I say, my Go thing. Back. Yeah, that's the guys. That, that's not the guys you want. No. They don't, the guys that are going to want to bring home ice chests full of fish, and if they can't, well, do you know what? Stay your ass back in Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, wherever the hell you come from. We want the guys who care about our resource and who want it to be there in the future. Yeah, I think every day when I fish, that that's the same conversation. And I know y'all have it as well. Like you just said, I, I had it today, had it yesterday, day before. It's like people uh, talk about, oh, well, I, I don't want to come if I can't keep a bunch of fish. I said, look, let me tell you a story about this thing called COVID. When COVID hit, I guarantee you can go to Costco and buy a pork loin for about 15, 16 bucks. And you can get about 20 pork chops. If you be cheap, you can get about 30 out of there. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. cheaper ways to feed your family because we did it during COVID when we weren't as busy working. And you look at the price, like you said, what we charge to, to take people fishing. I know we're kind of different, you know, if you primarily fly fishing, people are never keeping fish. And people ask me, 
like, Dave, can we keep a fish? And I'm like, no, you know, no. And I'm not going to say, have I ever not kept a fish? Yeah. I mean, of course I've kept fish, you know, and I'm not opposed to keeping a fish for dinner, but I'm like, well, if you want to throw it in there with your bologna sandwich, throw it on in there, <laughs> but I don't have yeah. another cooler. But and most people like, but yeah, you just educate them. I think that's the biggest thing. And just that's like my thing. Online, yeah. You know, people just start speaking out. And they they don't know. The they don't know the science behind it. They don't know the impact it has. I mean, my thing with it is like, look, and it's all started from this is the only argument that anybody can even try. It's like this guy on Facebook wrote, he's like, oh, you know, it's bow fishing and riding re real guys, and everybody that loves catching and e eating redfish are fighting the fly fishing guys to keep the current redfish regulations. Well, I'm here to tell you that is not the sole reason that this all changed. I don't fly fish more than I spin fish, probably. It's probably 50 50. Um, and I have, I've had, I've had plenty of people in the past keep fish. I just don't do it anymore. Cause I feel if I can throw every, you know, throw majority of the fish that I catch back, then it's going to help me in the long run. And I just figured I'd do my part, but I book trips for people that go, you know, and keep fish. They go in bay boats and keep some fish. And I tell everybody, I'm like, look, when somebody calls me and they're like, Hey, I got three, three or four guys or so. We're staying in Delacro in, you know, November, and we want to keep some, you know, we want to catch a couple fish to eat that night and maybe catch a big bull red. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, look, I don't, I'm just here to tell you, like, first off, our clients are going to put you, I mean, our, you know, the guys I'm going to send you with are going to put you on some fish. You're going to catch some fish. Well, maybe, you know, if you want to catch a bull red, that's cool. They'll go try and catch a bull red or so. If you want to catch slot fish, something to eat for dinner, they'll do that too. Like, look, this, uh, I'm just telling you, they're not, these aren't the guys that you call and they're going to bring you to just catch, you know, 15, 20 redfish in one spot and be home at 9 a.m. Because pretty much anybody that calls me to book a trip, they're like, yeah, I don't want to fish for an hour and be done. You know, and well, that's, take that's home a bunch of, of fish. Problem. I mean, that's that's the fishery that a lot of these people have created here. Yeah, and it's, well, that's part of the problem is that because these are the guys that want to go out and catch a limit, you know, as fast as they can and get back in. And that's and not I for the that. clients. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. For the guys. That's, yeah, that's for the guy. I mean, you know, who who you put your show your watch. Oh, I got a limit at seven o'clock. So you left the dock at six and you got a limit at seven and you're coming in for eight. Well, hey, if that's your thing, that's fine. But I mean, you know, the clients, a lot of people, they're coming down paying good money. Yeah. They don't want to go out for an hour and come in. And hey, if they do, that's fine. But, um, you know, it is what it is. There's all kind of different. No, I mean, that's what folks. just what I'm saying, though. Like, I've had so many clients and, you know, I've sent with people. I've had two and three, you know, bay boats going out multiple times. And, and especially Delacro and my guys in Delacro, they know, you know, my guys are on the bay boat trips. And some of them were struggling this summer and all. And, you know, they know and and they're like, yeah, we need to we definitely need to do something. And it's so funny, though, like they when the, when I call them I and mean, I'm like, hey, I got somebody for you. They jump out of their seat, too. And they're like, yeah, I'll let me know. I had this other person call them, but I'd rather I'd rather run your trip because yeah, they yeah. know my guys. For one, some of them don't want to keep fish, Two, If they do, they're just going to want to keep a couple, throw them back. That's fish they can catch tomorrow. That's less fish. They got to clean at the end of the day. I mean, it's just, and everybody well, has a great we, time, we'll, we'll, you know? We'll get bogged down on this, but, and Dave might want to chime in, but, you know, it, it's, it's, I think if you, it's America, right? I mean, everybody's got their, I mean, it, everybody gets their opinion, mm. and that's fine. So, whatever you think, I'm just saying our overall goal, I know the three of us, and even though some, in our opinions differ a little bit, but the goal of everything in this podcast at this time, is to make sure that our fishery is healthy in the future. That is the only agenda yeah. I have. Absolutely. I don't give a damn. If, look, if they tell me next year that the red fishing is so good that you can keep 50 a day, well, you know what? Have at them. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a tree hugger, redfish hugger. I no, mean, I'm not I like, mean. you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I used to talk about the trips a while ago about getting, you know, catching fish and getting back at 7 30, 7 45, 8 o'clock, whatever. I was, it's been a while back, but I was on a trip. It was like a six or seven boat trip. So like half of us were probably catching and releasing. Some of them were spin fishing, catching and releasing. Some of them were fly fishing, catching and release. And then we, we rolled back up, you know, at the dogwood, like two thirty, three o'clock. 
And uh, some of the guys are out there having a drink, and they kind of, you can tell they've been having a good time. It's like, man, where y'all been? We've been back since 10 o'clock. It was like, <laughs> it's just, it's like 10 o'clock. What do y'all been doing? He said, yeah, we got out there and we uh, couldn't find any trap, but we got our 10 reds. And the guy says, all right, boys, really, we're going in. And he said, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, can we like hit a few more spots and just like catch some fish and release? And <laughs> said the, the, the guy looked at him dead in the eyes and says, oh, I don't sport fish. <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. Really, my boys, we're going in. Jesus. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I have people tell me that. I just you know, think often. that's an, such an archaic way, of, and that just goes in Louisiana, how well, we're going, you know? Yeah. and But let, I tell you what, before we get bogged down there, let's, I think what we need to talk about is is how we got from the original, what was it, the original notice of intent to mm-hmm. where we now got to the three and the size change, because that's what people are People are going crazy about yeah, so, so real quick, you need to touch that. on that yeah. real quick, Ty. That I way mean, people can understand what's going on. Just to close that last thing out of the uh, negative impact on the fishing industry, this just that's just it's unbelievable. That's this is only going to have a positive impact in the fact that everybody will catch more fish at the likes of this, and a lot of things will come of it from every angle. So. Um, let's go on to what Shane was talking about. So the original thing that that uh, was brought to Wally Fisheries back in July was about a thirty percent reduction or so, and that was it was something along the lines of like four fish. I think it was uh, eighteen to twenty six inches or something like that. Yeah, eighteen to twenty seven. Yeah, eighteen to twenty seven. So basically, no, that was brought no on the overs. that was brought on the fact of they've. Wally Fisheries has never really had any kind of support to support their science and what what they've been doing, and they were pretty much like, um, "Well, maybe nobody will yell at us, you know, if we do this." And to that, I said, "You know, I'm saying screw that because they are the people busting their ass every single day, working hard at at you know at figuring out what the science is." Um, and then taking public comment on it, which is just like I like I said at one of the meetings. Look, when they come out and say, "Hey, it, you know, we don't really agree with what the federal fisheries government, you know, what the federal government fisheries is NOAA is saying about red snapper," we think our science is a little better, and we think Louisiana should kill more red snapper or be allowed to kill more red snapper because there's more than what they think. So Louisiana mm. comes back and they raise the limit. We had like a four fish limit at one point. Maybe it's so you're still saying on. The, you're saying the biologist said that. The biologist, the same biologist yeah, so, that yeah, did so this redfish stock assessment. Yeah. So everybody's for that. Everybody, nobody. I guarantee you, there was not a single complaint <laughs> that yeah. said, right. "Hey, I don't think so. I don't think we should kill these many fish. Y'all are wrong. You know, y'all are wrong. <laughs> There's less than that. There's less red snapper than y'all yeah. think. But all of a sudden. They say, hey, redfish are in a bad situation right now. We need to lower regulations. You know, we need to all take cuts from every angle. Um, here's our knob we could turn right now as recreational and guides. Um, we're we're going to change regulations. We're going to change the slot and change limits. Let And then let's shoot for a 50% reduction because well, that, that puts was, us back yeah. on track, you know, and that's what we push for a 50% reduction after they propose a 30% one because – 30 30 or 35 percent reduction you're looking at you know 30 years um on that and what the hell's gonna happen in 30 years how many well, yeah, explain that i mean get, get, explain that a little bit in other words so it's just we're taking so it's the bigger cut you take right now the bigger cut in a re, in the numbers the reduction. and the size and all that yeah the bigger the bigger reduction you take right now the faster we're gonna get back to what it should be and so, so explain the 30 the 30 year thing. So in other words in the beginning the first notice of intent that there would have been a 30 year period to get back to where we need yeah, to be. Yeah, to get right? back to target. I mean that's our target. Just, not, not even not even target. Let me yeah. let me rephrase this. To get back to the limit. So when it when our fishery when that line you see those charts, right? For spawning potential ratio and escapement. Redfish are managed by escapement rates. That is how many little fish growing to be spawning fish in the system, right? So they saw the decline in the escapement rates that it was being overfished and overfishing was occurring. 
So they saw the decline in escapement rates, and they said we to get back to limit, which is the lowest limit that we think is sustainable for our fishery. We need a 35% reduction. That was the lowest, in, and that's gonna. And based on that, it'll take about 30 years to get to that. I and, mean, 30 years, Jesus, yeah. dude. So no. there was some of us at the meeting, and then you know people were saying, "Look, we don't want to wait 30 years," and then. Uh, commissioner, I think it was McPherson. Mm-hmm, McPherson. He's the one that said, "Hey, look, well, can we do this faster?" Yeah. So, and then everybody has a heart attack because, oh, it'll never pass. Oh, it'll never pass. <laughs> and I'm saying, well, look. So, would you rather wait ten years? Would you rather see the light at the end of the tunnel in ten years or less, or thirty years? Well, if I got anything to say about it, it's ten years. And absolutely, so it's years. one less fish. You know, mm. now it's one less fish instead of four, it's three. Now the size changed a little bit. And I mean, everybody goes crazy on that end of it. But the key is, is that we, it's all about the health of the fishery. We're not, we're not putting you over our knee and taking your pants down and paddling you on your bare behind <laughs> because we're trying to be mean. We're, it, this is about the future, right? So what is wrong is, with people? But you know what? It really shows you what, what they're thinking. It's like, selfishness. Hey, we don't want, we don't well, it's just what Ty said. If they would say, if they would have had no problem if they just said, well, yeah, we think we need to keep 50 redfish. And it'd be like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? But when they say no, or if it had been just like the red snapper, we went up, we went non-compliant against the feds. Mm-hmm. Everybody's for that. Now if they'd have said oh, something yeah. different, they'd have been going crazy. Oh, if if People they say agree. we need to go back to two red, two red snapper next year instead of three, like Louisiana has done for three, four years now. I mean, everybody's going to lose their mind. And and hey, look, I got some, and I mean, I, I'll should I say this? Okay, you know, I, why do I? Why do my guys coming? Paying the same license fee when they're not keeping anything is the guy that wants to load up every ice just can. You know what I say? I say our licenses are too damn cheap. Yes. You know what? If you're going to come home, if you're going to pull up in a U-Haul with a U-Haul van behind you, a U-Haul trailer full of ice chests and want to go home, you need to be spending a lot more than $20 for a damn three-day license. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just simple truth of the matter. Like, the detriment to the fishery that those people are causing comparative to, like, people that only keep one or two or, you know, none, I mean, it's night and day. So why are they paying the same, you know? So so anyway, I mean, it, it, you know, so what we're really trying to get people to do is, is that, you know, make comment, you know, they, they went from one to the other and it's in the best interest of the fishery. So if you care about the fishery and you do care about the future of the fishery, we'd like you to make comments in support of it. It can be in, in the post to, we don't, we just want you to make your voice heard, but you know, look at the facts, look at what they're trying to do and make some comments, send them into wildlife and fisheries. If you can go to the meeting, be there and uh, make your voice heard. And it's not just, and it's not just spin fishermen, fly fishermen. I do both. Okay. And I challenge anybody. And, and, and I'll say this now, um, anybody who's listens to this, who thinks we're full of BS. Well, you know what? I welcome you to, to come in on a podcast or to call me or whatever, Ty or Dave, anybody, and you want to have a, a discussion about it, and you ch- anybody try to prove me to me that the fishery is better in their area than it was, say, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now, there may be some areas, but I'd have to say overall around the whole coastal state, coastal Louisiana, I'd say most of the fisheries are in decline and it's a loss of habitat and more pressure it is not a it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on now this year we've had low rivers for a couple of years so we do see a lot of smaller redfish in the system because we had successful spawns my thing is this should we allow the redfish limit to stay as is and should and and we do that those those that nice crop we have that is seed for the future is going to get obliterated why not, why not make, why not do something now? Like, in other words, mm-hmm. we've got a good crop because we had good spawns the last couple of years. Well, come on, come on, um, you know, commission members, uh, you know, legislature, legislators, y'all, let's, let's do something. Wildlife and fisheries commissioner, let's do, I mean, secretary, let's do something now to protect the crop we got. That way we're, we're going toward re- the road to recovery a lot faster, you know, we had good spawns. Let's take advantage of that. Let's just don't 
kick it down the road and then those fish become 16 inches and we catch the hell out of them and then what we got you know, well then we'll be in the same situation we've been in the past couple of years what happens i mean how many it's everybody and their grandma catching 16 inches in what april and may and then they're all crying and complaining come the summer i mean i didn't see a whole lot of slot fishing in march this summer um early summer especially i had numerous trips booked with guys with some of my bay boat guys in delacroix and all and i mean i had one day in august that i had like three four boats going out and they straight up called me the day before and were like hey i don't know how tomorrow's gonna go and, you know, I'm like, what do you mean? And like, we haven't really been catching many redfish, you know, and they're used to catching a lot now. It's different from what I do sight fishing, I realize, but like yeah. they're used to catching, you know, 10, 15 fish, no problem with dead shrimp and all. And when they're like, the only think they can catch a couple and, you know, a month prior to that, they were whacking and stacking 16 inches. I mean, that's where our fish went. It's just... We have literally beat down the escapement rates because we have, you know, our fish that have gotten to be 27 to 30 inches that aren't being in the system, aren't being kept. And, um, I mean, some are still. I mean, there's still 80,000 overslots killed a, a year alone, you know, and we have that mm -hmm. number. So if you think, if you don't think 80,000 overslots is a lot of fish, I mean, geez, what is the number on underslots kept? I mean, it's yeah. exponential over that because we already didn't think that that many people kept overslots. So anyway, getting back to what I was saying, though, those fish are going to get to be 16 inches this fall and spring, and they're gone. That's a wrap. Yeah. They, they'll be gone, and we'll be right back in the same situation. We're missing like two whole generations of fish, you know, and that's just we're, we're just going to beat them down like that. And that's what we're trying to get people to realize, like, hey, let's do something now to where we can exponentially grow our fishery the next three to five years or so. Cause it's going to pick up quick. If we can get a 50% reduction, it's going to, we're going to see a change in a couple years for sure for the better. There's no doubt about it. And then that's going to point the finger more at the menhane industry. It's going to point the finger more at coastal erosion and all. It's going to point a lot of fingers, a lot of different directions, but you can no longer, at least in my opinion, and based on the scientific data that has been found by walleye fisheries and what they have become, because like I said, they're paid to manage the fishery and maintain the fishery, and they're not paid a whole lot to do so either. They're not political parties. They are biologists, and they get burned for anything that somebody doesn't agree with them up there. They're just up there to make the fishery better. So why not do what we can, make the fishery better, Hope we can have more fish for everybody. And, and you know, hopefully in a couple of years we can get back to what it should be. And once we see that, then we have no other option but to say, hey, look, we've taken our cut. Everybody else needs to, too. So it's only in the good of the fishery. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing bad that's going to come out of having a reduction on our limits. I mean, the whole losing trips thing is just mind-blowing to me. And maybe it's, you know, I feel like it's a select few of the older crowd that, you know, maybe they've been doing it for a while. But I know plenty of people have been doing it for a whole long time. And if it's not going to affect them, I don't think it's going to affect anybody. You know, to be honest with you, you know, I'm, I've been doing this full time for 27 years, you know, guiding. And, you know, if they didn't do anything now to change anything, right, as far mm -hmm. as the fishing goes... I could probably ride it out. Mm -hmm. You know, I could finish up my career and, and that's I mean, yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get harder, but that's not, that's not what this is about. I don't, I care about the future when I'm gone, because if we don't set the precedence now, we've got loss of loss of land. That's going to continue. Um, we've got to get smarter about what we keep and let go, keep and, and, and we have to be more responsible stewards of this fishery and we have to change the mentality if you got to keep damn everything. We're not going to have nothing at, at one point, at some point. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. And people don't, th you know, people think this place is untouchable, you know. They see, they're like, oh, why do we got to do that? You know, it'll get better. We had a couple bad spawns, this, that, and the other thing, which, I mean, yeah, we probably have had some bad spawns. But I'm telling you, you look at every ounce of every science 
and look at it just look at other fisheries that have gone in fishery science we've seen this over and over fisheries crashing and all and it happens mm-hmm. it can happen to anybody and just like shane said i mean that's what i'm kind of getting at is some of the disagreements i see are people you know shane's age and older and i mean I feel like some of it's selfish in the fact that they're like, oh, I might only be doing this for another five to seven years or so, and I'm going to get mine while I can and screw the next generation. Because that's if you're disagreeing with making some kind of change now, you're literally saying screw that next generation. you know. It's, and that's going to fall on me. And this isn't even about like me. This is about you know my son, Maverick, who, you know, he'll be, he's 18 months right now. I mean, it it, I, it really blows my mind when somebody that has freaking kids is looking at the fishery and they're like, yeah, we don't need to do anything. You're basically saying, well, screw your kids. Like, you don't want them to ever see what you saw. You don't want them to ever experience it. You just want them to just uh, deal with subpar fishing or maybe, I mean, maybe we don't even have a red fishery if we do nothing, you know? That's what's yeah. scary about it. That's what I just think people don't think about. Yeah, you know, I think about my kids and they're doing math and geometry. And I got, you know, I got one in 11th grade, one in sixth grade. And you look at all those things, whether you're doing chemistry and you're looking at the weight of elements and all that kind of stuff. We know, you know, how much hydrogen weighs. You look at the element chart, it tells you what, what that weighs. And you look at, uh, you know, proofs for geometry and different chemical equations for chemistry. And all those things, we know those are fact. And that's the way you work problems that. But then when you show the um, evidence that the biologists show, like this is what we got to do to make it right, to make it all work out. Like we got to keep less fish, do this or that with a slot. And then people just say, no, I don't believe it. It can't be true. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do you mean? I know there's people that don't think two plus two is oh, four. It's crazy. There's yeah. a different way to work math. And I realize there's different ways to get the same answer that takes like, believe me, I said, if you want to torture me, make me do math homework for my kids. I'm like, I got myself out of school. You're on your own, bro. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two is four. Somebody may tell you it's five or three or whatever, but yeah. when you look at the scientific evidence, like we got to do what the biologists are telling us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, why don't we beat this thing over and over and over? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get people, and there's a few organizations that have gone out there and gotten their own like scientists and biologists to, and which I to that I say, for one, who is this person? Why do they have any merit to say anything against walleye fisheries? That all comes back to the fact that while the walleye fisheries cannot be biased, their their scientists cannot be biased. Yeah, just because they're I mean, there's multiple ones. They're not getting paid a lot to do what they do, but these other these other organizations that say, oh, their biologist is right. For one, we're talking about one person versus. You know, there's like seven to ten people in the stock assessment for walleye fisheries. So you got one versus many. Two, what's their experience? What's their background? Maybe they worked up there and they're doing something for you now. Three, you're literally, that organization is paying that biologist to do their study. So what's going to happen? They go and pay this biologist to do their study, and they're like, maybe they're like, oh, yeah, man, walleye fisheries is right. You think they're going to put that out there? Hell no. That's that's what I was was telling somebody today. I'm like, you know, you you can watch court dramas or you can watch court TV. Have you ever seen an expert witness for the prosecution or the defense (laughs) go against the prosecution and defense? Hell no. They get paid by that person. Exactly. So all you coming in saying, oh, biologist, you know what? Shove them up your your yin yang your behind because we don't care about what your biologists say. Your biologists are not the state biologists. No, that's so right. Who cares? We don't back care. them on up, give them that check, and tell them sorry because it don't. I don't care what your biologists yeah. say. Your biologists mean nothing to me. It's the state. I want to ask if if hopefully one of somebody's there with one of their paid for biologists, and uh, I want to ask them what their thoughts are on red snapper. And let them do a study because I mean, what are you going to do? Say then, then all of a sudden they're probably going to agree with walleye fishers. Going to be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're right about red snapper, but they're wrong about redfish. Oh yeah, which... yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we could beat this to death. But oh anyhow. yeah, but no, let me let's just finish up real quick. We're coming up on like an hour anyway. We wanted to be kind of quick with this. Um, so as far as the meeting goes, comment period's ending. We have that meeting October fifth, Thursday, nine thirty, two thousand Quill Drive, Walleye Fisheries Headquarters, first door on the right can't miss it two agenda items items coming up one regarding redfish regulations one regarding uh some new regulation reg some new regulations on pogey boats not really regulations it's probably going to be more 
pushing them out, you know, a buffer zone. I'd like to see some regulations as far as how they fish and how they use their gear because I think that's more detrimental to the buffer. And it'll add a buffer zone by saying you can't use your nets in shallow water. Um, We'll get more into that another day. Maybe we'll do something on pogey boats next, just another short thing. Um, But so let's say everything goes as planned. Well, we're going to have some opposition there, I'm sure. There's going to be somebody saying, I want to kill bull reds. There's going to be somebody saying, I don't like the slot. Um, Let them say whatever they want. The commission, you know, I have full confidence that they should do their job, and hopefully they will, and hopefully they, uh, they stand with what they've backed and the decision they made on it. Basically, let's say everything goes smooth, no seven tank gets finalized. The legislature, it will get sent to the Senate and legislature, you know, the House of uh, Natural Resources. Um, they'll have, I think it's about 30 days to hold a public hearing on that. So if they have anybody that disagrees with that, they'll have that time period to hold a public opinion, on, you know, a public um, vote on that, where I think 104 of them will all vote. So... We'll probably have that. What sucks about that is they're very, you know, I don't know what you call it, sneaky on that or whatever, but they're only legally supposed to give a 24-hour notice on that meeting. That's what's going to suck. They give a 24-hour notice, and we're going to have to rally around, you know, get people to show up to that. But I have confidence that I'll have plenty of people showing up to that too. I'll be there. My clients that are fishing with me, they know that, like, look, um, if that comes up, then you're going to be hanging out in the city or, you know, there's <laughs> prob- probably not going to be able to find anybody to fish with you. But I've already talked to most of my guys and, you know, some of them will probably even come up to Baton Rouge with me yeah, because that's how say, passionate they are. Sorry, they did say that the, uh, you know, like a, kind of a date they just kind of threw up against the wall with somewhere around December the 20th. So keep that on your mind. I don't know if it'll be that day. It probably won't be that day, but that's just something to uh to keep in the back of your mind but they the commission also did say like like we got to let these guys who are supporting us trying to you know the, the ones that we feel like have our back we got to let them know when this meeting is and i say this for me i told my guys if you're fishing with me when this meeting comes up like you're welcome to ride with me to baton rouge but i'm i'm not fishing that day um so yeah we have uh hopefully everything goes smoothly dave was just talking about a possible date um, I would think it would have to be before then, honestly, just based on how they've done things in the past. But yeah, I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Whoever's with me fishing that day, they might be there with me. If not, they can go. They'll be hanging out somewhere in the city or something like that. But I mean, that's how important this is to us. You know, that some people, it for people to be like, oh, you know, let's at least in the opposition for people that are like, oh, you know, that's just, you know, I'm not, I can't miss out on a day. I'm like, well, look, I am missing out on a day because that's how this important this is for me and my future. And I think uh, we all need to be pretty selfless in the fact of this is our future. This is a future generations. And I just don't understand people that can't get behind doing something good for the future generations like i mean don't they want their kids to see something good at, come out of this so we'll have that and um let's say you know that all gets the legislature we have a meeting and it it goes through let's just say it goes through then it would probably be instated i, I think within like 15 to 20 days is about how long it takes them to you know they got to go and you know do all the legal work with the pamphlets and all that stuff too so it'll probably be instated sometime, you know, within a month. But um, that's kind of best case scenario for what we want to see. Um, if, if if it gets kicked from the legislature, then we'll bring it. It'll bring it right back to the commission. We'll have to come up with another notice of intent. Which, if that's the fact, then I don't. I still don't want to see less than fifty percent reduction. You know, maybe that looks more like right. we open up the slot. And go to two fish instead of three, which I actually had some people that complain about the slot. They said they'd rather that. So, um, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, we don't have to get to that, and we can make something happen now. Because if we get kicked back, then we're dealing with it. We're, we're going to start with a different administration and all. And um, I mean, this is about now. You know, this is crunch time. This is about doing something now. The, f- the sooner we can do something, the better we can protect the crop of fish we have the faster we can get back to something we know, you know? I mean, we're just talking about the stock assessment that was finished up last year, 
So that's 20, you know, we're in, um, in 2023, that was 2022, based off of information from 2021, we're already two years right. behind the gun. Behind. So, you know, by the time we have another stock assessment, there's no telling how bad it would be. I mean, we've seen with our own two eyes it declined pretty bad the past couple of years, you know, as far, especially as far as slot fish. I talk about the slot fish so much because that's where I've seen the biggest, most drastic decline, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, that's what we're shooting for. And like I said earlier, dude, I mean, I'm just so sick of people, you know, wanting to rant and rave online about stuff and they don't want to show up. And people are like, oh, well, I've sent my emails and... You know, I just don't believe in the system and all. I'm like, look, don't peg me as somebody who loves the government. I hate it. I hate being, you know, having to talk politics and deal with all that crap. I just want to go out there and catch fish, man. I don't want anything right. to do with politics. None of us do. But here's the deal. He, you got to get up there. You got to talk to the commissioners. You got to talk to the legislatures. Talk to the senators. I mean, it's all about doing things in front of them, they have to, like I said before, they're required to listen to you for those couple minutes. They're not doing anything else. They're not looking at their phones. They're not watching TV. They're not ignoring you. They're giving you their undivided attention right. for, you know, a minute and a half, two and a half minutes, whatever. I think it's two and a half minutes, whatever the hell it is. Um, so there's your chance. So show up or, you know, you don't really have an argument against it at that point unless you show up. So I'm going to leave us with that. If anybody else has anything, feel free to shoot. No, I'm. I mean, I just. I. I think we we we've taken in these. You know, in this last year or so, we've we've turned the corner. Um, we do have more people who do care about the fishery that are making their voices heard, and um, you know, we're going the right direction. I mean, we we're not trying to punish anybody. We 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 don't. It's not that hey. You know, you that wants to keep fish, you you the devil. Use the devil, you the devil. Like foosball's yeah. the devil. It ain't that it ain't that. It ain't it, it's it we the fisheries in trouble. Coastal erosion is real, we all know it. Um declining fishery is real, we all know it. We're just trying to ensure the health of the fishery down the road. I think a lot of people are starting to wake up and say, Hey, it's not like it used to be. What can we do to change this? And so you, what you can do is is make your voice heard, and um, let's let's try to get fishing. Let's try to make it look because there's still a lot of marsh that you know we've had lost habitat, but we still got a lot of marsh that doesn't have fish in it. And I think there can be fish in it. We just gotta we gotta just be more responsible with the amount of fish we're taking out of the system. And that's what wildlife and fisheries is telling us. So I just don't understand why we want to fight it. I just think we need to just you know look be more conservative in our views and try to make sure there's fish fish for those you know for our children in the future people in the future and that's it yeah, yeah. i feel like we're making some progress people are talking about it i'm glad i think people for so long people were scared to talk about it afraid they're going to lose business and lose trips and it may cut out on you a little bit and that may be our part of like taking it on the chin a little bit for for us but yeah just what you said glad people are talking about it don't forget to go online uh, go to uh, the, the Louisiana Game and Fish. Figure out where to make the uh, your public comment. We can share that with you. Uh, yeah, don't forget to make your voice heard. Come to Baton Rouge. Even if we don't agree with you, make sure you come and share your opinion because I will definitely be there. I know other guys will be there and ladies will be there. So come and share your opinion. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, like I always tell everybody and like I always leave the commission, you know, redfish in Louisiana as far as, you know, our fishery, Louisiana, in my opinion, is still and will always be the greatest red fishery on earth. And honestly, I think one of the greatest fisheries on earth. I don't ever want to see a day where that becomes different. You know, I don't want to see a day where that that statement isn't true, especially when it comes to redfish. And at the end of the day, we are fighting for these changes. We want these changes to happen for the better. And you know what that's going to do? That's going to make more fish for all the people, or the few people, I should say, that are against us and want to kill everything. So we're literally trying to fight for more fish for the people that are against what we're saying to kill more fish. So, I mean, that's that's literally what's going to happen at the end of this. I mean, we're, we're just fighting for more fish for everybody. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Redfish Podcast with... 
me, Shane, and Dave. That was a pretty unorganized rant, pretty much, just because we're kind of doing this last second. We've been pretty busy lately, so we just I just wanted to get everybody's attention kind of focused on what they can do. We have the meeting coming up on Thursday, October 5th, 9.30 a.m., Wildlife Fisheries Headquarters, 2000 Quill Drive, first door on the right. Be there, have your voice heard, say something that, you know, and... Like I always tell people, do some research, man. Don't just get up there and say something just dumb. And the the commission has done their research. You know, they listen to the biologists. They've they know what the science is now. I really do feel like they know more than they ever have, especially regarding redfish. They're educated on the subject. I mean, there's certain things that they can't control, and they don't really want to hear about that. So, I mean. It's just like, you know, somebody yelling at you saying, man, I can't believe you made it rain today. Or, you know, I can't believe you made it blow 25 miles an hour today. I mean, that's just not how this works. So get educated on the subject, man. I mean, I like I tell everybody, anybody can call me, text me anytime. And I would love to enlighten you on many things you don't know. I guarantee you, I can, I'm going to tell you something you don't know. I know the science. I know the anecdotal evidence i know from experience there's so many things that i've spent so much time learning on this subject and i don't believe anybody in this state at least fishermen like me has spent this much time diving into the science behind it diving into research behind it diving into statistics into past experiences from other people past experiences from their self I mean, there's plenty more people with more experience than me out there fishing, but I've been doing this plenty, plenty damn long enough um, from sight fishing to spin fishing to bait fishing. I've done the popping cork and live shrimp thing. I've done it all. I've done the fly fishing thing. I'm just saying, hey, you know, get educated on the subject because there was a lot of things that I thought beforehand that went against what I maybe thought before I learned what the actual truth was. And that's, you know, the fact of the matter. That's what science is there for. That's what everybody needs to get educated on a subject. So go ahead, uh, of course, you know, use that hashtag one for Louisiana, man. We love seeing those. I'm hoping I can get sometime soon, maybe after this meeting and things settle down, I can get back to sharing some of those from people i try to share them whenever but i'd really like to you know get something going where maybe we can get some people behind some prizes or something for that because i think that's pretty cool it's a pretty cool movement that everybody can get behind you know like i said just throw one fish back man i'm not telling you to do a whole lot throw one fish back for us you know pick up one piece of trash from the marsh um i'd love to see some more of that maybe uh i work out something with some people too maybe we can get i don't know go fill up a small walmart bag of trash every day it's probably a bad example considering walmart bags are probably the worst thing on earth when it comes to litter and just for the environment but i don't know at least fill it up with more trash and find a way to recycle it later maybe i don't know but you know we could all use more uh picking up trash in the marsh we could all use throwing a few fish back like i said this is a fight for more fish for everybody and uh, for the final couple hours of the comment period, send your comments to jadrians at wlf.la.gov. I'll have that down in the comments again. Just, you know, cc comments at wlf.la.gov. Um, I'll have all this written in there, all the information. If you want any more information on the subject, there's a great write-up. That I mean, many people have done it. You know, Tailwater stepped up big over there in Texas and did a good write-up on it um, that actually has a lot of valuable inf- information on it, too. Um, obviously, the Saltwater God Association has done a great job as far as putting that information together. That's what a lot of people have used to write up a lot of their things that they've come up with. But um, they've done a great job of organizing the science, and that's kind of where their opinions came from is backed by science, and that's the same as I am. I'm in agreement with the biologists. Like I said, they have a terribly thankless job. They get criticized for anything and everything unless it goes along with somebody, what somebody says. You know, somebody says, oh, I want to kill more red snapper. And then they come out and say, well, yeah, the science says we definitely can keep more red snapper. Nobody batted a single eye at that. I guarantee, I don't, I would be willing to bet 
plenty of money that they didn't have a single person say, hey, that's really stupid. We should not kill more red snapper. But, you know, here we go trying to change redfish limits for the better and kill a few less redfish. And and uh, people will kind of get up in arms. Not as many people. Like I said, there's really not that big of an opposition um, for redfish just because anecdotally not a lot of people have been catching the redfish that they should have been the past, especially past 10 years. I mean, there's if as far as the people that have been doing it for three or four years, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't really, I can't really include you in that because you've only seen a small part of our fishery, but the people have been doing it for 10 plus years. I mean, you know, you've seen it, you've seen the decline over the years. I mean, I have clients that have been fishing down here longer than I've been guiding and they've seen it too. So, but like I always say, I will forever always think, and hopefully nothing ever changes that we have the greatest red fishery on earth. I never want to see a day that that becomes different, you know, but go ahead, feel free to like and share this. I appreciate any comments I get on this. Send your comments as far as what you want to recommend to us or anything you want to tell me or Shane or Dave to the redfish podcast at gmail.com. And I'll have uh, everything else I think needs to be looked at or written in the notes for this episode. And hope to see you on Thursday. And, um, be looking out for another one soon. We'll try and update you on what happens this Thursday. So until then, have fun, good fishing, be safe, pick up some trash out there, throw a fish back, and see you at the next one.